Hello and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We're doing something a little different, but not. I mean, we're playing games, so that's pretty typical. Uh, but we are playing something brand new tonight. It's Core Thulu. It is a hack of the core system uh, that I just finished up working on. It's, you know, for the podcast listeners, I'm using air quotes, it's done. Uh, Jesse's got it in the layout for me. Uh, this is our first official play test. We know that core works. Um, core was created by Todd Foley, who you should all know if you listen to the podcast. Uh, Day Trippers, the engine that runs Day Trippers is core. Um, I wrote down probably what that means somewhere, but I forget. It's the creative options role playing engine, I believe. Todd came up with, so he stripped. Wow, this is going to be all over the place. So he stripped out the system from Day Trippers to create Core Micro. It's available on DriveThruRPG. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, it's 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 a narrative dice system. Uh, it's super easy to use. It, I mean, again, if you listen to the podcast, that's what our Day Trippers game is. And his idea was to have it out there, have people hack it, and then try to get this together and put an omnibus together. Uh, you know, collect all these different settings, different mechanics, uh, you know, revenue sharing that whole nine yards. So Kurt has one. It's the Woodland Wrestling Federation, right? Did I get it right? Uh, association. Thank you. Ah, okay. There you go. You're so close. Uh, so I, he, got, he got sued by the World Wildlife Fund. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I don't want any letters. Don't write me any letters. Don't add me. Uh, Jesse did uh, Monster Hunt, which is sort of a fantasy uh, D&D-esque system along with magic. Uh, Todd's got Unnatural out. He's working on the land of Ooh. Uh, and I, you know, obviously went for the Cthulhu because I don't know why wouldn't you do that. Uh, so it's it's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. You can check out Core Micro. Like I said, the link in the show notes. Download that. It's free. Pray what you want. Uh, like Again, it's, it's super easy to use, super easy to skin. It's kind of like I guess Savage Worlds in that sense that you can use that basic mechanic and run anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be doing Cthulhu. Uh, I did not write a scenario. Uh, I did not come up with anything uh, uh, original. Uh, we're going to use the Lightless Beacon tonight. Written by Lee Carr with additional work by Lynn Hardy. That uh, was released uh, for Greg Stafford, uh, honoring Greg Stafford. Um, after he passed away. So it's less core-esque in that it's a little bit more of a, you know, A to B scenario. Uh, it's meant to be played as a one-hour demo. So for us with two players, I don't know, two and a half. Right? Like, uh, So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, and we're just trying to play around with mechanics to see how things work. So... We're going to jump into it. Um, have you guys introduce your characters and tell us uh, whatever you want to tell us about them. So if you want to go ahead, Kurt. Shit, I have to go first? No, I don't <laughs> want to. All right, so I, I apologize. It's been a long week, so I'm going to read exactly what he wrote <laughs> with, a little bit of, with a little bit of flair. Uh, my name is, uh, or, or I will be playing Johnny Oscar, FBI agent. Um. Current assignment is keeping an eye out for illegal activity conducted along the popular East Coast shipping routes. Uh, there's been nothing to report. 
Um, but I have a friend, Warren Thomas, who has been undercover as Michael Turner that says he has some information for me. So I'm going to be rendezvousing with him to find out what the hell is going on. Um, I am in this godforsaken place and trying to figure out what the heck's going on because it's creepy as hell. And I feel like everyone's got eyes on me, even though I can't see what's out there. So that's me, Johnny Oscar. Nice. <laughs> okay, I'm Arthur Nebbit. I'm an antiques dealer. I've recently uh, gone legit uh, from my life previously as uh, maybe not so legit. Uh, I got a letter from my former uh, partner in crime asking me about uh, selling some uh, some strange goods that he had. So I need to go up and check on him because he's a uh, he, he's kind of he was kind of the weakest link in our gang chain previously. Uh, he doesn't really. Uh, go in for the OPSEC, so I need to go find out what's going on and uh, get some more information from my uh, my former running partner to see what he's up to. And did he tell you what strange things that he found or no? He just sent me a letter and saying if I was still in the business and he had some goods to sell that were strange and exotic. So that's about the only thing I've gotten from the letter. And just from my past experience with him, um, that could go many different ways. And <laughs> invariably, it's going to boomerang back on me if i get too involved but he is an old friend of mine so i'm trying to watch out for him also while watching out for myself nice all right cool all right so i'm gonna share this with you guys all right so we're gonna say uh you guys are leaving from newburyport it is the evening of april 12th 1926 it's the last it's not really a ferry. It's sort of a combined uh, passenger ship, cargo ship. Uh, there are regular trips from uh, Newburyport out to Rockport, which is where you guys are going to be going. Um, the So I'll read you the, the flavor here. It says, uh, well, before we read the flavor, so you're on the thing. Um, we now know what you're doing because you told us. How do you feel about your trip? Uh, what are you doing uh, during during the travel say probably takes maybe I don't know what the distances are on that like two or three hours and you you guys are on that last boat ride for the night so so what are you guys how are you guys feeling what are you guys thinking about uh, what what is your outlook on this this trip so do Arthur and Johnny know each other you tell me have you guys mm. associated at all <laughs> I'm trying to think with uh, Arthur's background. Maybe he's rubbed up against Johnny, whether Johnny was in his current iteration as an FBI agent or undercover, maybe. So yeah, maybe you, could, you, you could say that Johnny like arrested his buddy on like a petty charge or something like that. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Because uh, obviously I'm going to go check on his name's George, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. Arthur's going to check on George because, you know, just past history that um, George was always uh the one to uh, kind of leave leave threads dangling that other people could pick up, you know, most notably the cops. Um, so, you know, he's trying to go help clean it, clean up if there's anything to clean up there. So maybe Johnny is someone, yeah, that pinched George in the past. But we'll say, maybe we'll say that Johnny doesn't know that Arthur was involved with George on the seamy side. Maybe it's just like an acquaintance. So if we're sitting there, maybe Arthur will will say that, you know, 
he recognizes Johnny from from past court appearances, right? So if you're in court and you're, someone's someone's being brought up on charges, obviously the arresting officer or whatever has to be in court there also. So Arthur will say, you know, look over to Johnny and say, is there anything anything specific with George that you've heard that we're going up to see? Or is this just kind of a, a wellness check? Uh, I guess they wouldn't say that in the 20s, right? You're just going to go check and see if he's scheming on anything. So... I'm trying to get the lay of like why you would come up to me and talk to me about this. Like, are we friends now? Well, no, maybe so. Arthur will come up and say, Hey, I, re- I recognize you. Um, it was uh, in a, a different time, a different life in court. Uh, my friend was dinged up on some charges and you were the, you were like the arresting officer or you were one the, the state's witness. And uh, I got a letter from that friend. I was just wondering if uh, it's late at night in the middle of nowhere, Massachusetts, and we're both heading in the same direction. So it can't be uh, it can't be a coincidence that we're both going to the same place. So then Johnny kind of gives Arthur the kind of like the side eye, like, wow, he's pretty, pretty talkative to somebody who's already arrested his best friend in the past or whatever. And he says, uh, and he and he tried to he tries to play along, and he's just kind of like, "Yeah, I heard, I heard that your your buddy's in some hot water again. I feel like, and I was just up there to uh, figure out what why he's got his hand in the candy jar again. What uh, information do you have that you may have gotten from him?" So Arthur will pull his jeweler's loop out of his pocket and uh, I guess the picture of it's all my thing. So um, what it is, is just kind of like a, almost like a little magnifying glass and you fold the ma- a, a circle that goes over your eye. And when you fold it back, there's a compass that is on top of the case of it. So he kind of fiddles with it a bit and uh, you know, he flicks the the glass out and holds it up to his eye and says, um, I'm, I'm an antiques dealer. And uh, George said that, he had found some stuff uh, where he's working now, and he wanted me to come and appraise it for him to get a value or the um, the history of maybe some of the objects he had. You know, we're in uh, we're in an area of the country where there everybody's loft and attic has uh, lots of stuff left over from the past, and a lot of that can be uh, worth a lot of money. So he asked me to come up and uh, give him an evaluation of some of the stuff he has. Has he given you any idea of the origin of said antiques? He sent me a letter, but it wasn't very descriptive. He just asked me if uh, if I had any slots open for an upcoming auction, uh, and I told him yes, and he said he might have some stuff that uh, may be able to slot in in that auction. And uh, it said it would. He said he would. Um, it would do him some good to uh, to offload some of this stuff. Uh, I don't know if he's uh, a, a, a new job he's doing, whether he's cleaning out some stuff or, you know, he's found some stuff, but it, it could help him either clear out, clear, clear out his storage area or uh, fill up his bank account. I think he said it could do a little bit of both. So I'm going up to, uh, to see what he has. And uh, with, with a small, ahead. with a small finder's fee, of course, for me. Um, so Johnny, Johnny kind of gives him another side eye again, and he's like, 
why are you telling me all of this? Arthur will look around and say, well, there's really not too much, uh, too much excitement on this, uh, on this ferry at the moment. I guess maybe it's a bit of nerves being out on the water. Uh, you know, he'll kind of look over the rail a bit and say, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a very good, uh, passenger on boats. So I'm trying to burn off some of my nervous energy and not think too much on the fact that we're floating on top of something that goes down thousands of feet. And the only thing between us and that is some steel underneath us. And, you know, start fidgeting with his jeweler's loop again a bit, you know, flick the, flick the glass in and out and kind of roll it over in his hands a bit. And you can see he's like tapping one of his legs. So obviously he's not a, he's not a very good passenger on the ship. So you're, so what you're telling me is you're, you're here to help a friend, a friend that has had trouble in the past. You've had trouble in the past, but you've, according to what you're telling me are, try or go, you've gone straight, but knowing what you know now, you know, this could lead to some trouble, right? So Arthur will look over and say, I've, I've, I haven't gone straight. Um, I've always been doing this. So obviously, uh, Arthur will uh, get a bit more anxious uh, and just say, this is just uh, some uh, a favor for a friend of mine. Uh, I know he's trying really hard to get back on the straight and narrow. And if there's anything I can help him to keep him on that path, that's what friends are for. Uh, Arthur, why don't you go ahead and give me a charm check with <laughs> persuasion or fast talk, whatever you have to try to convince Johnny, that yeah, you've you've been straight and narrow the whole time. Okay, so I, I for charm I've got per, per, persuasion and fast talk. So I think fast let's talk. do yeah, let's do fast talk because obviously persuasion. <clears throat> Arthur's a bit distracted because he's not a good he's not a good uh, a boat passenger. So I don't think he would do the persuasion. He would just try to keep talking fast to, to get it. <laughs> so he he's focused on the water and. You know what's underneath them, so that would be Jesus Christ. So, literally, so I know this doesn't matter, but out of four dice, I rolled three ones and a five. <laughs> so, thank God the ones don't mean anything, right? So, right, <laughs> so five oh, is the highest. Uh, oh, shit. so let's see. Um, I guess should that probably be an opposed check, then, probably, right? Yeah, that sounds good. So, Johnny, you want to give me a brains check or maybe a psyche check? Okay. Um, I think I will do a brains check, but also can I use my... I'm trying to think if I should do brains with investigation because I'm technically kind of almost interrogating I think that him. makes sense, right? Yeah. 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 You're, you're, you're <laughs> a fed, so yeah. <laughs> All right. So I roll. I got two twos and a four. So you got a five as well. Correct. All right. So that's. Uh, so what happens on a tie? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> tie goes <laughs> to the runner. <laughs> so I, let's do it this way. So Arthur believes he's pulled one over on Johnny, and Johnny thinks he's kind of sussed out Arthur. So they both they both think <laughs> they've done they've done good on whatever they were trying to do. Yeah, they both <laughs> say in the back of their minds, "I've got you now." At the same time. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's not uh, so like combat would be, um, you know, oppositional roles, and then that's how you get your action resolution. Um, but it makes sense to me that, like, in a verbal sparring combat, 
that it would also be an opposed roll, right? So yeah. So five five, so nobody wins. Yeah, maybe nobody learns anything. Maybe again, I think I think uh Arthur thinks he's he's completely covered himself that he's just, you know, a, a fancy antiques dealer and Johnny thinks this guy's crooked and he's going up to uh help his other crooked buddies. <laughs> yeah, I mean that probably makes sense. Because there, there's nothing there's nothing that's like tie like i read the gm's guide for day trippers earlier today and i didn't there was nothing that stuck out for me as far as like ties go yeah well it just makes sense if if nobody wins then both lose it just makes sense to me yeah yeah okay cool cool continue (laughs) (laughs) hey john can i see faces oh yeah we we can pop that up yeah yeah yeah. i like it but it's it's hard to talk to a map yeah 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 (laughs) I thought about it earlier, and I'm like, well, but we're going to need it, so I'll just leave it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It could come back. So, so I cheated a bit. So I've got my jeweler's loop, right, which is uh, one of my life shapers, but I also mm-hmm. found one that has a compass on it, so hopefully that'll come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a compass built into it, so. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So Johnny, again, looks at Arthur, at Arthur again, and he says, I hope for your sake, what you think you're going to be doing you don't do anything untoward. Otherwise, I'm going to have to put you both away. You know that, right? Don't worry, pal. This, you know, I'm in the I'm in the antiques business, so everything's always above board. Uh, you know, you've got to have history of whatever you're selling and the provenance. And we're not out here, you know, selling looted items or anything. So I'm in here just to make a bit of money and try to help my friend uh, get back on the righteous path. So. You don't have to worry about me. And then, you know, he'll um he'll flick down the the lens on his jeweler sleeve and put it back in his pocket. So um just for reference, like Johnny's been writing down a little notepad all that they've been kind of talking about this whole time. <laughs> this isn't off the record. This is on the record. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> Arthur hasn't Arthur Arthur's just verbal diarrhea and he's just like, Okay, well, I'm gonna write everything incriminating you just said down. Um you didn't read me on my Miranda rights, but those didn't come out to the 60s. So I don't yeah, think yeah, that's understand. true. Well, and 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 Johnny's thinking to himself too that like you have you still haven't met with your friend yet. So he's thinking like, well, obviously nothing has technically happened, but I can keep because now I know this information, I can keep an eye out. So I think Arthur takes it as so obviously he's completely nervous and distracted by the situation he's in. So he's thinking to himself, well, I'm sitting here fidgeting because I don't like being out on the water. So this Johnny guy, he's probably just like doodling and dis- distract himself because, you know, people aren't meant to be in boats. They're supposed to be on land. So, yeah. And you, and you can tell like, yeah, Johnny probably it's hard to read Johnny because Johnny always has a look of like disdain on his face. Cause he just does not want to be there, you know? So regardless if he's riding a boat or, you know, driving in a car or walking, he's just does not want to be there. So he's just kind of like, no. Cool. Do right. you guys stand together in a companionable silence? Does, does Arthur walk away? I think Arthur pulls out a, a cigarette and lights it and kind of, would they have cigarettes in pack? No. So obviously he's got the little, they wouldn't have mm-hmm. a pack of cigarettes. He has the little silver. So he, you know, opens it and offers a, a cigarette to Johnny. And, you know, just sits there and stares out. Actually, no, he doesn't stare out over the rail. He goes back and tries to find a bench a bit further away from the edge Mm -hmm. and sit down after offering Johnny a cigarette. Yeah. 
and Johnny doesn't even Johnny doesn't even bother like saying anything. He just kind of sits there and kind of reads his notes and kind of just mumbles to himself a little bit and then just does not move from where <laughs> he is. And Arthur's on the bench and you can see him smoking with one of his legs tapping up and down uh, <laughs> very quickly keeps looking at his watch to see uh, how much longer this, this, uh, the boat's going to be on the water. And, and what, what happened to Arthur that caused him to fear the water so much? So we're saying this is the twenties, right? So one of the things that George and Arthur was involved in. Okay. So we're in Massachusetts. So this fits in, right? So the Kennedy family made all their money from bootlegging during, um, during prohibition. They used to go up to Canada to, um, to, to bring back booze over during Prohibition. So let's say Arthur and George were on a run for old man Kennedy to bring back some bourbon. What was it? Canadian club? What, what's the Canadian crown Royal? There we go. Crown Royal. I think that's Canadian uh, across one of the great lakes coming back over from the border from New York and Canada. Is it Lake Erie? And so they were on Lake Erie bringing back a, a bunch of stuff being bootleggers and right before they got back to the coast of New York, the boat they were on started to sink and Arthur's not a very good swimmer. And he also saw all his profits go down the drain. So from that point, (laughs) that point on, he doesn't like being on a boat because it was a financial loss. And it was also a bit of a psychic loss that he was stuck out in the middle of water in the middle of the night uh, when the boat went down. Hmm. Okay. And, and how does uh, does Johnny care at all about being on the water? We know he's he's sort of creeped out about just like this area in general. Yeah, no, he his dad was an old fisherman, so he actually he's been on the on the water a ton. Um, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't mind it at all. You know, it doesn't it doesn't bother him. You know, it does. You know, even though you know things were made a little differently back then, like he just yeah. It it's it's just another day on the water for him. And he keeps shaking his head every time he sees Arthur kind of start fidgeting. <laughs> <laughs> Rookie keeps shaking what, his head. What is it about this this area, uh, about you know, Massachusetts, I guess, in particular, that has Johnny sort of creeped out? Well, it just for some reason, like when he thought of Massachusetts, he thought it would be you know, a really kind of a sunny, delightful place from all the things that he's heard. But every time, every day he's been there has been a drag. Like the weather has been awful. Like, you know, it's been, you know, um, it hasn't been, it's been rarely sunny these days. It's been a little misty and, uh, a, you know, foggy, like, you know, un commonly foggy throughout the time he's been there and stuff like that. And it's just, just one of those things where it's just, it doesn't make the back of his hair stand up, but it may, it feels like something is on the back of his neck and he can't quite shake it. It just, it just, most people would be like, like more creeped out. He's not, he's definitely creeped out, but he's more pissed about it. He's more like, just get off of me, whatever you are. He just <laughs> hates it. Nice. All right, cool. All right, so as, as you guys are, you know, sort of sitting there, each lost in your own thoughts, uh, you hear, you know, the eight o'clock bell ring, uh, you know, marking time for the, you know, for the ship. 
you know, you hear the, the waves, uh, you know, slapping off the side of the boat and, you know, you, you check your watch. It's just about eight o'clock and all of a sudden it gets dark. The, as you're coming around towards uh, Rockport, I'm going to throw the backpack up again. So as you guys are coming down from Newburyport, uh, Follies Point sort of juts up here. There's the Beacon uh, Beacon Island, and then it kind of comes up and around, and then Rockport's you know down over here on the other side. So as the bell rings, you know you see the light off in the distance. Whether you're not you know really paying any attention to it, the light goes out. You know you you hear a you know sort of a clamor. You know you hear people rushing around. You know one of the ship hands kind of comes out and it's like, all right, everybody. Everybody calm down. It's fine. We're going to, we'll, we'll contact the light. We'll see. Uh, hopefully it's just a, a quick, uh, a quick uh, a fix. You know, maybe the bulb blew. And then you just hear this horrible fucking crunch crack. <laughs> as you know, you're sort of coming around by the, you know, by the Island as the, uh, as the ship runs aground, the SS Exus X. Wow. S, fuck me. The SS Essex County. Wow, that's a bad. Yeah, yeah why would you put all they, of those S's together? That's yeah. terrible. So they, many they, S's. That's, 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 to trip up the keeper, they just wrote that in just to make sure that they couldn't say it straight the first time through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the, the lanterns, you know, sway on board. Um, one of the guys comes out. You know, runs over the, the the ship. It's it's starting to go, and the ship is going down. The ship is going down. Come on, come on, come on, come on! And they start like pushing you towards the rail, and he starts swinging out the the uh, the, the lifeboat. And he's like, "All right, you guys are gonna have to look. We're gonna put you on a boat. Um, I'm gonna grab the captain. We're gonna get on the other boat. You, you, you've got to go. You've, the, 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 the ship's not gonna make it. Um, if they if they're not gonna, I mean, even if the light comes up, it doesn't matter." Uh, we'll we'll try to contact the the coast guard, and they you know push you towards the you know you know get over get over. They're like pushing you over the rail. Uh, Arthur, I want you to give me a psyche check. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah. So this this is all too familiar. <laughs> big water, little water. Oh, let me So Arthur, when this when this happens, when he hears the crunch and the light go out, he kind of just freezes, so he stops. You know, his, his fidgeting stops and he's got his jeweler's loop in his right pocket and just, you know, from from past experience and uh, reflexes, his hand goes to kind of his left hand side, but he doesn't stick his hand in the pocket. He just kind of sticks his hand on the outside of his pocket. And then whenever he gets shuffled over to the um, to the lifeboat, he gets uh, he gets a bit squirrely and he starts looking around. So we'll see how this goes. Two and a one. So. No sixes. <laughs> well, that's going to be bad for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to make the DL three because uh, that's challenging. I believe. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to find the chart. I didn't have the core micro book open because I'm terrible at this. But it was in the it was in the Cthulhu one too, wasn't it? Down at the end. Uh, I don't know. So that's a whole different thing. So we're going to roll on that now. <laughs> okay. Right. So because you failed. Uh-oh. Well, you got a two. So it's, so it's a, a, a yes, but so okay. or a, I'm sorry. No, but a no, but right. No, it's a, hold on. 
No and? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, so okay. you failed You're... by one. Yeah. Uh, so it's a no but. So no something but. positive happens. Something positive. You don't so, so I think the positive is I actually get in the lifeboat, right? You, <laughs> you, know, you, you yeah. live to see another day. <laughs> you you don't fall into the churning waters below. <laughs> or stay on the, the ship going down. I'm going to yeah. go down with the ship. Exactly. You just stand on the ship and go, I see you, Captain. You know, and you just salute. All right. But what we are going to do, and I should have the Corthulhu book open because I don't have that open either. Because why would I open up the game that we're going to play to have? It's only a demo. We can do whatever we want. Is it the the shock table? Uh, Yes. You are going to roll on the shock table, sir. Okay. So there's that two. um, Is that two dice, right? Yeah, so you're going to roll 2d6. Okay. And that is a two. Hold it. Oh, so oh, double so ones. holding it together. These are freaking garbage. I've rolled all <laughs> ones and twos. Right. But this one actually helped me because I'm holding it together. So keep those ones for shock. Yeah, exactly <laughs> and then right. find another set. Yeah. <laughs> How is Johnny taking this? Is, is Johnny completely freaked out? Does Johnny need to make a like your roll as well? Probably, right? I mean... The ship's going down. The ship's going, yeah. Yeah, he's he's pretty good under pressure, but let's just say because it's because he just is creeped out by some things and is kind of pissed off about others or whatever. Let's just say yeah, he's a little bit. Well, he, if, if, if his old man was a fisherman, he knows the deal, but then he just hates being in this area, so it's kind of a, a trade-off, yeah, right? It's yeah, a- yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what am I rolling? So you're going to roll Psyche, so psyche. however number, so if yep. you have like a Psyche 2, then you roll yep. 2 dice. Yep. All right, so I'll roll my 2. Oh, I got a 6, baby! All right, no so that's problem. a yes end. Yes. So that would be an experience point. Ooh. Boom, baby. Um, so what, what, what's your end? Yes, you know, you get in the boat, you're holding it together, you're fine. Yeah, and- I'll just say that, you know, in the rush of things, uh, one of the let's let's just say the captain is coming in a little too hastily and he slips and he's about to fall out and I grab him and I ho- hoist him in and I say, well, we're going to need you, sir. And then he <laughs> holds him in or whatever and kind of gets him a pat on the back and stuff like that. So. All right. And they send your lifeboat off into the water. They're like. The lighthouse, the, the lighthouse is that way. Just go that way. You're not going to make the mainland. It's too far because you're coming around the, the, the you know, where the lighthouse is. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'd be coming through where Folly's Point is. And, you know, it's rocks and shit and you're close to yeah. the shore. So, you, you know, you go around the light. So the closest place is the lighthouse. Yeah. Which I'm sure is fine. Probably nothing bad ever would Mm-mm. happen that way. Nothing's ever happened at a lighthouse. So when you said the bad. light went out, that means the lighthouse light went out, right? The lighthouse light went out. Yeah, yeah. As you guys sort of start to head in that direction, I guess probably each grabbing an oar, right? Because they're probably fairly big rowboats. Yeah, some some have had two, and some have four, but I don't know what. It's a ferry, right? <sighs> Yeah, I get it's more than a ferry because it also runs cargo as well back and forth. So it's bigger than a ferry, but it's not like you know a big big ship. Yeah, I would I would say the lifeboats are probably pretty big because they're expecting more people. You know, you expect 
for safety to have more stuff for people just in if case. it's a passenger fare you're right yeah you're gonna have some on there yeah to yeah. get the crew and the passengers yeah right and since it was the last last ship of the evening mm-hmm. there weren't very many people on the yeah boat. yeah unfortunately yeah I, yeah I would definitely grab one because i definitely know how to use an oar so no, i'm guessing so- arthur might not but <laughs> <laughs> so from past experience right so not the metagame he's got his might's not very good, but let's say, you know, he's he's holding it together and, you know, you hear him mumbling to himself, you know, Lake Erie and got to grab an oar, got to get to shore. Lake Erie, got to grab an oar and get to shore. And, um, you know, I'll just roll Mike real quick. And while he's doing that, Christ, he rolls a four and a one. So while everybody's, you know, Johnny's doing it kind of in rhythm with maybe some of the crew members. No, it's just the two of you. Oh, it's just me. Okay. Oh, they just so, pushed us yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, so. Okay. Well, then so, I didn't save the captain. So. <laughs> you got so, your experience point. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. So Arthur will try to keep in rhythm with the oar the, that Johnny's doing, and he's just kind of like a beat off, you know, yeah. whenever the oar goes in and pulls back. He's, yeah, he's actually, not can too I say, far out of sync, but he's pretty close. So. Yeah. Can I say for my and that I actually am really good at giving – Arthur direction to kind of help us get to where we need to go. <laughs> and you're also, you're also a, a fed. So, you know, you've got that. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I use, know. I use my fed voice to inspire him. <laughs> well, so, so let's say this, then you use your, your fed voice to like calm him down. It's like, he's muttering to himself and, and you know, like trying to walk the oar into the yeah. thing. And you're yeah. like, you know, calm down, just relax. We're going to go that way. I yeah. need you to pull when I say pull. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, sir, sir, please calm down, sir. First thing, dude, grab the oar. Maybe nice strokes, nice strokes. You see what I'm doing here? Nice strokes. Together now, together now. If we have to go to the left. We have to both do the, you know, whatever. I don't know how to paddle a boat, so I would just say whatever. <laughs> so. All right. So that you're, you know, the, the it splashes down into the water. All this is happening. You get an oar. You guys both start rowing. You can see off in the distance, just like the little light that, you know, that's probably on the cottage, you know, on the island there where the light keepers stay. Um, and you, you start moving in that direction. So why don't you, uh, let me, wait, I have to find that chart for the difficulty. So give me one minute to find that. So while Arthur's rowing, uh, he looks at Johnny, and you can see Johnny like his his breathing in and out is in rhythm with uh, with the strokes of the oar, and Arthur's is the complete opposite. So he's doing it the wrong. He's breathing out when he should be breathing in, and while while the oar goes in the water, Arthur sounds like he's like um, having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calm. Doing- I'm calm. I'm calm. He's doing Lamaze, right? Yeah. But he's he's oh. holding it together, so we're all right so far. <laughs> all right. So I want you guys to each give me a difficulty three challenging. If you have athletics, you could add athletics. If not, just give me a might check. Or if you have some other skill that might be appropriate, athletics is <laughs> I'm guessing Arthur's doing really well. Oh, I got a six, baby. <sighs> Arthur rolled two ones, and I know oh. that doesn't mean anything, but he's gonna start hyperventilating in a minute because his breath's all out of whack. <laughs> So, so you got a no but. So let me let's think about that for a minute. So, Kurt, you got a yes end. So, yes end me there. So, you're gonna make me do the end first. Uh, yeah, I mean they sort of happen together. So, mm, hmm. 
No, it's okay. Like, if you want me to do I have two scenarios. So if you want me to go first, I will go first. Well, let's see. So he got a no but. So he's 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 not helping. Yeah. Right. So so what do you say that? He's he is not successfully helping you row. The 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 the, the, the lifeboats like actually like swinging back towards the the ferry and not towards the land because we're going in a circle. And yeah. So I way. would say I would say and Johnny takes over and just does both oars at the same time. If he can, if it's if it's a smaller one and he can't do it, fine. Then I'll think of something else. But if it's small enough to where I can grab both of them and just do it, even though it may take me a little bit longer, I would do it. Okay, let, let, let's say that. Let's say it's not like a huge, you know, it's not like a whaling, you know, rowboat or whatever. Yeah. Like it, it's small enough that you could get it, but it's a pain, right? Like it, it's probably easier to do it with two people if you had somebody that was actually helping you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just kind of like push them out of the way and yeah, you know, start rowing in. Yeah. All right. Cool. And and like, even in even though Johnny's been is kind of a kind of a grumpy guy or whatever, he's been somewhat positive. All uh, not positive, but um, a little more like f- sure that they're gonna be fine. But f- when this stuff kind of happens, he's like, "God damn it, Arthur!" He's saying it to himself as he's paddling them paddling those two to where eventually where they'll get to so all right so as you get closer towards the the island you can see that it's coming up um you can maybe see it looks like there's a pier on this side of the island uh the boat hit something hard in the dark water the waves are churning the way you know it's splashing into the boat you can give me a awareness both of us yeah, both these. DL, mm, so it's dark. Uh, you don't have a light on your so thing. So that's a brains roll, okay? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Give me a okay. DL four. Four. <laughs> Five. I really, li- I really like watching Kevin, like, <laughs> get so mad brutal. at his dice. I got to go steal my daughter's dice. I, Those dice I, are <laughs> I got a five also. Okay, so you guys both nailed it. You exceeded by one, so it's a yes, nailed it precisely. Um, you can see that the boat is sort of run up on a hunk of metal. If you want to give me a brain, like straight brains roll. Oh, again, uh, DL, make it a, make it a two. I got a three, so got a five. <laughs> <laughs> There's some metal down there. I, I yelled at Johnny, <laughs> and Johnny understands what actually what the Arthur metal is. Arthur C. Metal, yeah, exactly. Sorry. Pointing. <laughs> so, so we'll we'll give Johnny. So he's got the yes, and um, it probably is a ship. Neither one of you has heard anything. Like you know, there hasn't been anything in the paper about you know any sort of a tragedy, any sort of a ship going down. But you know, what else would be? 30 yards from shore. So can we can we see this ship out here or is it underwater? It, it's underwater mostly like you you're hitting you know like maybe part of the boiler stack or um, you know something to that effect. You know there's nothing identifying, you know like you just see some metal. Yeah. Um, there doesn't look like there's a lot of barnacles or anything on it so it's probably 
you know, went down, you know, not that long ago. But again, you haven't seen anything, you know, in the news. It's like, oh, yeah, that might be that ship. God, I really. Johnny says, God, I wish, really wish I had a marine biologist around to help me out. (laughs) So the the lighthouse light went out while we were going forward, right? So it's not like it was out before we set sail. We saw the light go out. Yep, yep. Um, They were navigating. You were coming up around Beacon Island, and and it went out. So I'll um I'll look over to Johnny. Arthur will look over to Johnny and say. We got to have a talk with George. Uh, if he's working at the lighthouse, it seems like they've been having some issues with uh, keeping that light on. If the, if if our experience in in this boat in this boat underneath us, if both of these uh, had troubles and the lights went out, I'm guessing he's not too good of a job of keeping that candle lit. And uh, Johnny kind of looks at Arthur and what's what was uh, Arthur's buddy's name? George. George. Oh, it was George. Yeah, was, sorry, you just said it. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I thought we were talking about the captain for some reason. Yeah, he he looks at you and says, "The weird coincidence that these boats are that us stranded out here in this boat, um, and you, your buddy George, saying that he's got some stuff for you. You know, that seems very fishy." Uh, Sorth will look over and say. Uh, I guess if maritime crimes versus uh, crimes on the land, uh, I guess if this if if this idiot hasn't done really good with uh, keeping everything going, I guess you'll have a choice of uh, uh, you know <laughs> which penal code to to um, to bring him up on charges with, and he'll kind of shake his head, uh, you yeah, know, looking he- down, trying to push away from this you know this boiler stack that's you know bumping up against the um, the lifeboat. Yeah, he he looks at Arthur and Johnny looks at Arthur and he says, if I were you, if I were to see my this buddy of yours, George, next time I'd see him, I'd give him a little piece of my mind for putting your life on the line. <laughs> so uh, Arthur, Arthur kind of gets pulled back into uh, the situation. You know, the adrenaline's been pumping through him. And uh, all of a sudden, Arthur takes a minute after Johnny says that and remembers his past ordeals with being out in the water in a crappy boat and uh, starts mumbling to himself about, you know, getting a hold of George and strangling him and better hope it's worth it. Or, well, you know, I don't mind sending him up to Sing Sing. I'll, I'll be on the stand going against him, you know, mumbling under his breath while they're hopefully getting a bit closer to shore. Well, as, as you're having that sort of like internal monologue, lightning flashes and the thunder cracks. <laughs> And you can see, you know, the boat, you know, your rowboat is sort of floundering as it's sort of stuck on this thing. You know, the, the waves are coming in and it's threatening to roll. And I want you guys to give me uh, athletic, well, athletics or, or might checks again to dislodge it and make it that last, okay. you know, 30 yeah. yards or something. Oh, sure. Yeah, I was just going to ask if that, would, if that was something we could actually get done. Five. Five also. All right. You guys got it. So you are able, you know, you, you wait, you know, you sort of time it to the waves, the wave sort of comes up and you, you know, sort of push back and then it slides you back the other way and you're able to make it, you know, last, you know, 30 yards or so to shore, um, kind of wet, you know, bedraggled, you know, maybe a little, uh, antsy about, about what's going on. You, you, you come up to the dock uh, or a little pier that's there. You can see there's a trail that sort of leads off. You can see the light from the from the cottage, and 
as you sort of begin your way down the path, it starts to it starts to drain, drizzle at first, but another you know crack of thunder, you know lightning, um, as as the storm starts to pick up. So Arthur, if we're trying to find a path, um, it, it's easy to there, there's a narrow dirt path. Okay. That so leads towards the cottage. There's okay. you know sort of high grass and stuff. Like nobody's out here mowing, right? Like it's yeah. it's kind of <laughs> wild. So Arthur will kind of you know kind of pat himself down, uh, make sure he's got everything. You know he checks his right hand pocket, make sure his jeweler's oh. loop is there. Uh, he pats his left hand pocket, but doesn't put his hand in in his pocket. And looks over to Johnny, and now that Arthur's on land and safe, now he'll look over and say, "Let's go find George." Uh, Let's get this over with. I'm sure you have some things you want to say to him. And after the past, you know, 20 minutes or so, I've got some more things I want to say to George over and over and above, uh, you know, why he asked me to come up here. So let's get this sorted um, so we can sort him out. I'm going to say that, yeah, ba- Johnny basically just kind of puts his hand out like after you kind of thing. Yeah, so the, the the further Arthur can get away from the water, the better. So he starts <laughs> he starts fast marching up up the path through all the all the sawgrass and you know overgrown stuff, you know whatever narrow path there is. And he starts marching up to uh, the cottage. All right, cool. As you guys get closer, go ahead and give me an awareness check. Two oh, sorry, it should give you a deal, right? Um, nice. I, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Probably, uh, I probably should have wrote some of these down. That's the problem with doing it on the fly, I guess. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll make it. We'll make now nah, the winds come up. We'll, we'll call it a three. Everything's a three. Okay. Two, two yeah, sixes. You, you got a six. I got a four. All right, cool. All right. So you both get an XP for that. Um, as you're coming up closer to uh, the cottage, you can hear the thrum of what's probably an electrical generator it sounds like it's coming, you know, from the, from the back of the buildings. Like there's the cottage and you see the lighthouse coming up off the back of the cottage. So it's probably uh, somewhere out back. So it's kind of the base of it. And then right behind it is the lighthouse going up behind it. Yeah. Let me, um, I can show you uh, a picture. Well, I don't, in theory, <laughs> I can show you. It will be dark. I, yeah. I Googled the scenario name. And I uh-huh. clicked on the pictures. I didn't click on any kind of PDFs or anything, just the pictures. So, okay. Well, <laughs> I I, you know, I'll, I'll show you this. I mean, it, if it works, it'll give you a layout for the island. All right. So, wish hey. I should have hooked up a mouse to the yeah, it works. computer. Here. Cool. Oh, that's what I was oh, looking at too. I yep. promise, John. I was I wasn't looking at the PDFs, just the image. <laughs> I, so even if, even if you read the scenario, I, I trust you guys to play it. True. It doesn't, you know. Uh, yeah, it would be kind of kind of dumb if we read it and knew everything going in, right? It would ruin the whole the whole night. So, well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, you know, we play yeah. enough games that player character knowledge, that kind of thing. Oh shit! Now it's not working. It, it was. was a second ago. Let me remove. Oh, let me stop screen. Let me reshare it. But when I resized it, it nope, see now it works. Okay. I don't I don't understand. All right. So don't touch anything. Just leave it. Yeah, exactly. just, leave, just, just leave that up and <laughs> touch right. it. Mm-hmm. So you guys came in up here. Here's the little path. Yep. Here's the cottage. Here's the mm-hmm. lighthouse. And then 
you you know you you hear the generator is back here somewhere. There's other. So did we come from the north side or the south side of the island? North side. North, so side. You're, north side. Okay, gotcha. Up here. Yep. Okay. So cool. you're coming up on the cottage. You can hear stuff back this way, which is like the generator, and then the lighthouse is you know right here. For, from what from where I'm watching, I don't. I'm not seeing you highlight anything. So just so you just so people watching it me. Oh, it's just my mouse on my screen, right? Yes. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're coming in from the top of the screen. Yep, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Moving south along that little path. That's right. So the first building is the cottage. Cottage. Uh, yep. Adjacent, like like right to the back of the cottage, that circular structure. Obviously, is the lighthouse. And then behind that, sort of like along the woods there, uh, that's where you hear the generator coming generator. from out in the back there. Okay, sounds good. If if that means anything to you guys or not, or if you want to look at stuff or not look at stuff, that's I just you hear the thing. If the generator's running, then I don't think we you know go back to the generator, right? And we I don't know. Go. I'm a big generator generator fanatic, so I'm gonna go <laughs> you check can see out what model puppy. it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's a T one hundred. I love those. <laughs> no, I, I think we'd probably go to the front door and see yeah, if go up to there. the cottage. Yeah. Um I'm actually ugh, God, do I take point? No, I think because Arthur is looking for George, maybe I'll let George take point. Yeah and I, or I mean, Arthur, that- I mean. You know, I was you know I was marching away as quick as I could from the from the beach, so mm-hmm. I, I think we're heading straight for the cottage, and and Arthur's kind of making a brisk pace up that path. Yeah, right, are cool. you saying I can't keep up with you? <laughs> uh, no, because my my mouth my my mouth my mouth and height my health and might are not very good, so I'm sure oh, okay. you can keep okay. you can keep so, pace with me very so you're, easily. You're, yeah, no, that's fine. I, I would let, I would let you lead just because I don't want to I don't want to seem aggressive especially since we're going to go see george and george might recognize me and not <laughs> necessarily send off some shots out warm. the window so yeah exactly first <laughs> exactly um i'm gonna say that he is actually wearing like uh like a jacket and i'm gonna say that he actually throws the hood over his head so then maybe george can't quite make it make out his face right away when he sees him okay that's fair all right, so you get up to the front door. Um, the front door is slightly ajar. Uh, there's Damn a it, steady, I hate that. <laughs> right? There's a steady glow can be seen from within. On either side of the door is a window. Uh, the curtains are drawn, uh, but a warm, welcoming light shines through the one on the left. So uh, Arthur I, push the door open. I mean, he'll oh, go in. No, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna stop Arthur before he does that. Okay. Um, I want to investigate the door to see if anybody's broken into it. So Arthur will kind of reach out the door, and he'll get ready to shout, shout George's name, and then Johnny grabs his shoulder and pulls him back. And so Arthur kind of cuts off shouting right when he does that, and kind of looks back to George or looks back to Johnny. <laughs> All right, you're going to give me an investigate on the door. So why don't you give me a uh, check at a let's call it a four. Okay. You're looking to see specifically if somebody lock picked it. Yeah. Yep. I'm gonna see if somebody you know, yeah. it, that kind of thing. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So I just wanted to see what I had. And here's nothing. I got a six, maybe. All right. So you got a yes end. Okay. Um, it doesn't look like. Wow. You guys are like killing experience, right? <laughs> um, so it doesn't appear 
that, you know, there's no scratches on the brass plate. You know, there's no like chips out of the door. It looks like someone walked out and didn't close the door. Okay. Um, so perhaps George is outside, but what I'll give you with your end is that you can see just out, you know, out front of the door, you know, you know, onto the path there, there are small muddy animal like footprints and beneath those are boot prints. So they're partially obscured by the animal tracks over, animal over top. Okay. So I, I point that out to Arthur. I say, Arthur, before we go in, look at this. Um, and they, these are tracks leading away from the front door, right? Out. Uh, they, they are, they're there and they're, you know, down the path along with the boots. Um, it's starting, you know, the rain is picking up, you know, it's sort of muddy. If you want to follow them, you probably want to do it now than late. Like if you want to investigate, it's going to rain and it may wash them out. Now it may just be, you know, the guys on the, on the path and you know, there was a duck or, you know, a, a seagull or something. But if, yeah, it's, uh, if you want to, um, let's see, you don't have the, the, the biologist. Do so you want to give me like, um, I guess a brains roll. I guess just a straight brains roll on um. Right, give me a DL four. Five. Um. So, uh, Arthur will kind of look at the tracks and you know kind of look up at the you know the sky with the rain coming down and see that Johnny's pulled up his um pulled up his hood over or his jacket up over his head and just say, I don't know if you want to go investigate where these tracks go, or if you want to go into the cottage, it looks like it's going to start dumping down on us in a minute. While you're thinking, Kurt, I'm going to tell you, uh, the footprints look weird. It does kind of look like a duck, maybe like a seagull, but they don't, I mean, for as much as you know about ducks or seagulls, but they look weird. So Arthur will probably think that it's just, it, you know, it's just okay. So there's there's been a track in the in the mud or whatever, and then the rains come down and kind of made it go a bit strange. So, um, you know, he'll look, Arthur looked at Johnny and say, uh, "It looks like uh, it looks like George may be uh, chasing away those seagulls or those ducks around here. The print looks a bit weird, but that just might be the rain, you know, making the the print go a bit squirrely in the mud. But uh, it does look like there are some." some animal tracks and some, you know, some actual boot tracks going, going down the path. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's going to, it's going to, it looks like it's going to rain a bit more. So do we go and look in the cottage or do you want to go, go run down the path a bit more? You seem um, to be a bit more uh, prepared, you know, and Arthur touches his head where all the water's running off. Of it. Yeah. Where, well, or where, um, or Johnny's got his, you know, the jacket up over his head. Yeah. We'll say that, uh, Johnny quickly takes out his his pad of paper and his pencil and he kind of draws like a little like uh artist rendering of like where those where those uh tracks might be going and then puts it back in his pocket and he says uh let's let's go inside for now. All right. And Arthur kind of 
goes over to the door and kind of pushes it open and does the after you move to <laughs> to Johnny. <laughs> nice. All right. I am going to share the uh, cabin with you guys or not because it doesn't <laughs> look like it wants to. All right. Hold on. Roll for picture showing. Yeah, right. You roll the two. <laughs> Let me let me roll at a DL seven. Yeah, exactly. No, but we're having fun, right? right. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. I'm not gonna touch anything. Yeah, ignore it. the blood. That's not there. I mean, I don't ignore <laughs> the blood. You spilled right. some coffee on your or on a your numero uno. I'm guessing because that's where the door is. So since I'm sharing my screen, can you see my little hand? I can here see your hand. Now we can. Wait, yeah. all right, your tiny so, little hand. Yeah, all right. So you guys are coming through the front door here. So you can see that there's doors, you know, up and down the hallway. It looks like there's a handful, you know, four, you know, five maybe. The lighthouse door, you know, the door leading up into the lighthouse stairs is kind of at the oh, end so of the Oh, so the cottage, to get into the lighthouse, you go straight down that hallway into the – Correct. Where the steps are at 12. Okay, gotcha. Correct. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see. The hallway is not lit. Uh, the light from the study, which is the room over here, number four, uh, that light is on. Um, when you, as soon as you walk in, uh, you can see that there are three coat hooks by the door, only one of which has a well-worn oil skin hanging from it. Two pairs of galoshes stand in a shallow tray just beneath the coat hooks. There's space for another pair, while a pair of indoor shoes sit besides the tray. Two oil lanterns hang from hooks next to the oil skin. There's also an empty hook suggesting one of the lamps is missing. So how much light did you say was in here now? So we the can whole see. The light is out. These other side uh, are rooms are out except for the hallway. So if you okay. you can flip the light on in the hallway if you want to. Okay. So I was just going to say if, if there's a way to get some more light, I, I was going to grab the oil lantern, but if there's a way to turn on Get a, get a bit more light, then I'll go over and try to flip that on. It's 1920, right? They got electricity. Yeah. I'm assuming. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't fucking remember. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you flip the switch, you know, uh, you hear like, the bulb comes on. Every time you flip a switch, you've got to roll, you know, 50 50 to see if you shock yourself. So my lights are flashing too. See, fuck, it's the ghost, I guess. Your your lights have been flashing the whole time, and I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> they just keep going. They did it on yeah. Monday night too. Yeah, they're like lower and this. higher and lower and higher. I'm like Cthulhu is in your house. Good. Yeah, luck. it's because it's 130 degrees out there. So yeah, all right. <laughs> so you said uh, I'm, so. I'm gonna walk. Arthur's gonna walk down the hallway, and he's gonna go off to that. The you know the kind of. So if he's walking down the hallway, it would be on his left, but on this thing, it'll be on the right. So he's going to go kind of like peek in the door to see if there's anything in there. Okay, so you're going to go over here to number four. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay, yep. So you go into that room. Let me find it on here. That would be the study. Is anybody looking at anything else in the hallway? Like I said, you have coats that are missing, boots that are missing. Um, now I, I, I can, So it's called Cthulhu, right? So like I can ask for rolls. Which is what I've been doing, so I can ask if you guys want to make an awareness check in the hallway, may get you some information. Again, this is less of a core 
you know, driven scenario because it's a pre-published Call of Cthulhu scenario. So Arthur, you know, Arthur was looking to go grab the oil lamp. So that mm -hmm. stuff that's hanging there, he would have, you know, he would have checked that stuff out. So it makes sense if you want to make an awareness check because he, he was saying, okay, if I can't find any lights, I'm going to grab that oil lamp. So he'll look for the, you know, the the boots and everything that are there. So having an awareness check kind of makes sense because he's kind of looking before he flipped the switch. He was checking all that stuff out. All right. So give me a BL4. Five. All right. So that's a Yes. Uh, you can see near the door in the floor, two bullets lodged in the floor. If you want to give me uh, either one, I, so I assume you share the information. Um, yeah. So when Arthur starts walking down the hallway, he was going to go start walking to that room on the, on the right hand side of the, yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, but you know, he'll kind of, He'll flip the switch and he'll start marching down. But then when he looks back, he'll see those two kind of bullets and he'll, you know, kind of stop and, you know, look over to Johnny and say, hey, Johnny, can you check this out? And, you know, kind of point to the you said it's in the floor, right? So he'll he'll point to the floor where the, the two the two bullets are. So if you guys want to give me. Um, oh, let's make it a brains roll um, if. The FBI guys got firearms. If you want to add your firearms to that, uh, firearms is under grace for me. I know, but you're you're trying to calculate something. Actually, oh, okay. I think Arthur has so, firearms too, so you can go ahead and add your firearms. Okay, to sounds okay. good. Why did the antique dealer have firearms? I don't know. He was a. <laughs> <laughs> He's got an old Smith and Wesson. Uh, four. That would be a six for me. All right. Um, I guess I didn't make a yes. Yeah, so we'll make it a three. So you both succeed, Kurt. You get the yes end. Uh, so it appears that the bullets were fired from someone positioned a couple of steps up the um, lighthouse stairwell. So like down the hallway at the front door. Wow, that's a long ways away. Uh, there's actually, I could tell you how long the, the building is. So the hallway is, let me lean in real close so everybody can see my big fucking head. Mm -hmm. Uh, 16, so it's about 23 feet. Oh, so from the, far. from the front door of the lighthouse back to the front door of the, of the yep. cottage. Yeah. Okay. 20, ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So as, Johnny's looking at this. He he actually pulls out his gun and kind of uh, looks towards the lighthouse. And he says, uh, he says to Arthur, someone's someone's been shot from the lighthouse entrance. He says, we, oh, so there's, there's no blood there. There's just the bullets on the floor or well, someone's been shot at. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, we have to proceed with caution, he says. Do you have anything to arm yourself with? Uh, when Arthur sees Johnny pull out his gun, he's going to reach into his left-hand pocket, and he's going to pull out a gun. I'm going to try to do this on here. He's going to pull out a gun, and you see him have – it's a really small – kind of fits in the palm of his handgun 
and it has kind of filigree on the side. It's a really little one. And uh, like, a, like a, so, what is that? A Derringer? Well, no, I think it's called a Calibri. So it's called Hummingbird in, in German. And mm. you know, he'll pull it out and he'll say to um, Johnny, uh, "I've got this in a sale." So uh, I figured I would keep it with me because it's a, uh, it's it's a bit valuable. Uh, I wasn't bringing it. For this, it was uh, a sale I made before I came up, so uh, I got to keep myself covered. And he just pulls it out, and it's it's really small; it fits in the palm of his hand. It's two millimeters, so I don't know how much damage it'll do. But uh, he'll he'll have that in his hand. Is there something I can roll to see if I actually believe him? Uh, so I guess if he again wants to make a, a charm plus fast talk, and then if you want to make a um, like what do we call the brains? Yeah. Um, or I can so do an investigation insight. Yeah, oh, insight, perfect. Yep, yeah, yeah. insight. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Four. Uh, that's a five for me. All right. So you, so Kevin, are you telling the truth? <laughs> so like he, so he's so the insight succeeds. So he is able to intuit uh, whether or not you're telling the truth. Uh, so I, while I'm holding it, so I'll just, so you can see what it looks like. There you go. Um, so while I'm holding it, I'll say, um, you know, I kind of shrug and say, well, it, it was part of a sale I was working on, but <laughs> uh, it's better to be safe and sorry. So obviously this, this is part of his new business where he's selling it, but, you know, he's coming out, Arthur's coming out into the, you know, middle of nowhere to meet his old uh, running buddy. So it would probably be good to, to be armed. Um, so maybe, maybe Johnny realizes that, uh, you know, Arthur was packing because of the situation, not just because mm-hmm. he made a deal five minutes before he got on. Yeah. The, the yeah. yeah. John, Johnny definitely, definitely on the boat was, uh, seeing Arthur nervously put his hand towards his other pocket, but not go in it. So he kind of figured something was yeah, up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then he says, do you know how to use this correctly? <laughs> uh, uh, so Arthur will say, um, if you keep that notebook in your pocket, Yes, I can use it. If you pull the notebook out, no, I can't. <laughs> kind of look at him knowingly. <laughs> he kind of looks at you with like a really serious face, and he says, "I'm not worried about the law right now. I'm just worried about our health, yours and mine." Don't worry, I- I've got myself covered, and I'll keep an eye out for you. And you know, Arthur will be really serious when he says that. Okay. So, <clears throat> so like in an. Because we play so many freaking games, I think like in an alien sense, right? Like this would be a this would be a stress situation, right? Like you, you find bullet holes on the floor, you haven't seen anybody, you know the one of the oil skins is missing, but you know boots are missing. So I think I want you guys to give me give me a uh, difficulty three uh, psyche check just to see how you guys are making out. Okay, it's just a straight psyche. Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think if there's anything that you could add to that. I've got insight streetwise, but I don't know. I think we're just trying to keep it together kind of thing. Yeah, right? I don't feel like any of those would really yeah. go to. I mean, I, I would almost maybe say streetwise, just in a sense that, like, you were a criminal, so, like, maybe this 
And I think Arthur's kind of worried about his buddy, right? So he right, knows so maybe, yeah. Yeah. Right, so maybe maybe straight. I was just thinking, like, in a different situation, like, yeah, okay, well, you know, I've had people shoot at me before, or, yeah. um, you know, I've been in a tight spot where, yeah. you know, I've had to pull out a gun before because something went went bad. But if you're more like, oh, you know, my buddy, yeah, just, just a straight psyche. I think it would be just a straight psyche because he's not thinking about, you know, this isn't a job for him, right? He's not yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have a job that he's going to do. He's just like this idiot called me up to <laughs> to check on something and something weird's going on. So now I'm worried about I'm worried about George, but secondarily I'm worried about George and how I'm going to get you know stuck in with whatever George was up to. So yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Just just a straight yeah. one. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely roll my streetwise then because I've seen some things. You've been in the shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. five. All right, you're good. Six plus one, that's a seven. Nice. Oh, you guys are crushing it. So, so yes, and so yes, um, you know, you guys are holding it together, and like you, you know, you've you've steeled yourself for the worst, right? Like, um, I, I don't know. I, you guys have another end, maybe. Like, you, I mean, Kurt, you got a seven, right? Like, you're. <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let's just say that I, even though I don't know for sure. I just assume that something's happened to George, and now we have to figure out what the hell's happened to him. Cool, cool. And and I and I just I I look at Arthur knowingly, and I say, you know, you know, something's happened, right? And then there's <laughs> a thunder crashes, <laughs> <laughs> lightning goes, and everybody gets lit lit up by the lightning. Uh, yeah, I would assume if he was expecting me to come up, and he's not here uh, waiting for me. Uh, he seemed he seemed pretty excited and anxious for me to come up and see him. If he's not here to meet up, to meet me, uh, then yeah, I, I'm guessing something went on. And just out of you know, from from a from a system standpoint, just so everybody, because I have to remind myself. So we've got our base, which is the the dice pool, and if we've got a plus one or whatever, whether it's insider streetwise or whatever, that's adding it onto your roll. That's not adding another dice. Correct. So I just Correct. every time we've played before, I just want to make because when you see a plus one, you're like, okay, do I add another dice or do I add that to the score? So if you have awareness or firearms and it's a plus one, that's just adding that number onto your best roll. That's Correct. not adding another dice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah. We we so we can pause real quick. Um, so in in the system, you've got six. Uh, main stats, you know, similar to a lot of systems, you've got brain, brains, charm, grace, health, might, and psyche. Your your base, so your stats um, inform your dice pool for that. Yeah. So if you have a brains of two, that means you have two d6 that you're going to make to you know to do whatever the brains roll would be. Uh, if you're going to do a brains and you have uh, you're trying to make an awareness check and you have an awareness at plus one or plus two, you'd roll those two dice that you have in your brain's stat pool and then uh, take the highest die result and then add that, you know, plus one or plus two or whatever your your skill um, additive is. Cool. Um, and, and what that is is so like when, you know, especially if you're playing, you know, campaigns or whatever, um, to succeed at a higher difficulty, having more dice doesn't really help in a sense because you can only you know, you can only ever roll a six as high as you're going to get. So if you have to make say um, you know a psyche check that's a seven, you know if you see you know horrible you know you see Cthulhu or you see, you know which would be more than that, but you know you, you see some horribly 
terrible thing and you've you know got to roll a seven or, or more if you don't have a skill that's going to help you with that you you just automatically fail but you can you could roll the max you could get a six so if it's a seven and you roll a six it's a yes uh, a no but so you could you know weasel something positive out of it uh, but where but where you really start to hit those higher and higher dls is by having um skills and then you know putting points into, you know, getting those skills higher because yeah. it's going to allow you to, to hit those higher DLs. Cool. Yep. You, yeah. you can increase your, uh, your stats over the course of the game. Uh, there's progressive character uh, generation. So, you know, especially like when you start a game, you know, you don't like, you may have a concept for a character and like, Oh, you know, I'm going to play, you know, the, the antiques dealer who was a criminal and whatever. And, you know, you sort of set up your character that way. But until you really start to get your feet under you and start to play, you know, maybe you discover things about the characters, as we all do when we start to play, um, that, you know, you hadn't planned for. So with the progressive character generation, whether you either save some of your character points, your initial XP, you could then, during the course of the game, um, you know, have a flashback scene where you're like, oh, and, you know, I uh, was uh, a Boy Scout as a kid, and I know how to tie like the best knots. And you know, you 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 know, now you've got knot tying or you know rope skills or whatever it is. So you you can change your character as they do uh, over the course of the game. You know, with with some of those mechanics. So we'll jump back into it because Kurt's back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you took that time out because I was like, yes, now I can take a restroom break. Sweet. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so you guys are holding it together. Everything's cool. It's not cool because you know, fuck knows where George is. But um, <laughs> yeah, you're you're holding it together. Okay. So I would I would tell Arthur. I said I would say I um let's make our way towards the lighthouse. I feel like that's where we need to be. Arthur will look kind of back towards the door and see. I, I'm assuming it's raining a bit more now. And say, uh, yeah, I think I'd rather stay inside. Let's go. Um, Let's go figure out why the light went out. That caused that caused this, you know, the, the stupid boat to go down and us to be here anyway. So let's go check the lighthouse. All right. So as you guys continue down the hallway, like I said, the, the lights are out in the other rooms, except for that study off on your left when you walk in. Uh, as you get towards the door for the lighthouse, you can see off to your left, right on the screen here, uh, there's spattered blood that leads from that room there on your on your left up towards the stairs so we're gonna you guys are gonna give me another sanity check again we'll keep it at three i guess and that's on psyche right correct yeah two oh that's a fail the no but uh Hmm, how do I play this? I know, but you are going to make a roll on the shock table, though. <laughs> okay. Uh, do I have... I think I still have the shock table. What do you got, Kurt? I see you smirking. I, another six. I'm rolling oh, okay. fucking lights out right now. You're like, guy's fucking dead. Who cares? All right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> see that? Okay, so I got a five. So Arthur kind of sees the blood. Um so the no but separate than the shock table, right? 
It is. It's yeah. The, okay. So the action resolution table is different from shock. Shock. The shock table is germane to the Corthulhu setting. Yeah. Um, so what would be the but? Um, so I failed. Crap. I'm trying to think. I'm wondering if, if so as, as a play test, I'm wondering whether or not on the psyche rolls that that narrative part is less relevant. Like maybe that's just a straight roll. Cause if you fail, you're going to roll on the shock table. Right? Yeah, so okay. like, like that's the consequence of the failure. Okay. So I don't need a, but I'll just go straight into the, to the shock table. Then, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. We'll have to, we'll have to play with that. Cause yeah, it's the first time we're actually doing it. So yeah. Cause we'll I'm trying to think what the butt would be on that. Um, so I guess, so Arthur kind of sees the blood and he kind of freezes in place. So on the shock table, it's paralysis frozen in place for a five. And he just kind of starts mumbling to himself, you know, George, what did you get yourself into now? You know, he says that a couple of times, but he's kind of just frozen, kind of looking down, you know, at the at the blood on the floor. Are you saying it loud? Or are you saying it like loud enough for you to hear? But, he, you know, he's saying it to himself. Um, you know, he just says, George, what did you get yourself into? Okay. Um, you know, if, if he was kind of shocked by this, I don't think he'd be able to you know, moderate the tone of his voice, right? He's he's just like, holy shit, what's that? And he's worried about his friend. So I don't think he's, he doesn't really care that there's a cop next to him when he says that kind of thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know I, what, I, what I would, what I think that what Johnny's thinking is that if you're saying this too loud, he would cover your mouth like right away, like shut up. You know, it's like, like, uh, I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that then. Because yeah. so, yeah, he, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be not, not that he's lost all his faculties. Right. But he's kind of, he's kind of worried about his friend now that he sees that and he'll just kind of blurt it out. And yeah. then I guess, yeah, if Johnny, Johnny's yeah, so, thinking from a cop standpoint, there's some shit going down. Yeah. You don't want to give away <laughs> your position. Shout, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. so that makes sense. Yeah. That's yeah. Really so he covers your, it covers your mouth and he's just like, <laughs> good. I like that. That works good. Hey everybody, before we wrap up this episode, I'd like to take a minute to say thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying the podcast from our interviews and actual plays to our rambling roundtable discussions. If you like what you're here and you'd like to support the show, we have great sponsors for you to check out. Birds of a Feather Coffee Company is a small batch craft coffee roaster and is our OG sponsor. They have three signature blends to choose from. The Morning Lark, which is a light roast, the Night Owl Blend, which is a rich, dark roast, and the Hummingbird Decaf Blend. They also have the exclusive Legendary Brew, a nice medium roast coffee, perfect fuel for all those late night gaming sessions. If you use the code LEGENDS10, you'll get 10% off your order, and shipping is always free. So head on over to tinyurl.com forward slash Legendary Brew, or click on the link in the show notes. Thanks everybody for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.